Hey guys, ki khabar? That just means what's up in Bangla. Welcome back to Chai Chat with Mori. Since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, today we're going to talk about mental abuse. It's not the sexiest topic, but it is a damn well important one. They say it takes a village to raise a kid, but in the same way, a village can be the one to destroy one. But before we get into that, chalo, let's grab our cups of chai and let's chat. Okay, we know there are two kinds of abuse, mental and physical. But I believe that within that, there's also a cultural abuse that Desis have adopted. Today, I will help you identify a few forms of abuse that were weaved into our heads as normal, but are not. I'll also share a few things you can do to help your mind break free from these things. So, all I ask of you today is, Dihan se suno. Because health is wealth, my friends. Let me start off with a question. Have you guys ever been asked by a foreigner? And by that I mean anyone not a Desi. Wow, why do you guys do that? Or, why does your family not let you go out? Why are you always studying? Why do you have to lie about what you're doing? Why do your parents expect you to live with them forever? I know we've all been asked one of those questions at some point or another. And what has our answers been? Oh, well, that's just our culture. That is our justification. Well, that's just a culture. Guys, what that is, <laughs> is horseshit. Many of us quietly suffer from anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, eating disorders, and post-traumatic stress disorders due to the pressures from our homes. South Asian countries have been reported to have a higher suicide rate than the rate averaged globally. And although we may not be living in those countries currently, like India, Pakistan, or Bangladesh, our parents and grandparents still carried over some of their toxic mentality and abusive approaches over to the states, and we're still affected by it. There are four things that I wish the Desi society would just knock off. Number one, comparing. Making comparisons between your kids or against other children breeds self-hate and resentment at an early age. Instead of focusing on getting better at something, you focus on beating someone else out. And when you can't meet expectations, you get angry at yourself as well as the parent who put you through it. And from there, it's all downhill. And another thing I never understood is why protecting the family name is more important than protecting the family member. Some Desi parents are willing to disown their own children if they don't meet the expectations of the family. Where have we seen this before? Oh yeah. If y'all didn't learn a lesson from Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum, get your life and watch it again. Nothing comes from disowning your kids except pain, sorrow, and wasted years. Stop comparing your kids for who they are. They're kids, not robots. They can't all produce the same results. Okay, so number two, gender pressures. It's a simple topic, but clearly difficult to absorb in many Desi households. Only teaching your daughters to cook, clean, do laundry, and surf jai is bullshit. On the other hand, only teaching boys to work, 
take care of the finances, and to bottle up their emotions like a quote-unquote real man is also bullshit. It's 20-fucking-19 and we're still fighting for equal rights? They see moms, teach your sons to cook a hot meal, please. They'll be married one day and their wife may have long days at work too and would love to come home to some dalbab. I'm not gonna lie, the first year of me living with my husband was one of the toughest. I was the only one cooking, cleaning, and doing the laundry. Not saying he didn't do anything, he did help around the house. But it was still tough after a long day of work and then having to do that as well. At one point, I hated coming home. To come home to a pile of dishes was not fun. I began to resent my husband for coming home, plopping on the couch, and watching TV as I came home and cooked, cleaned, and made sure the laundry was in. But I finally had enough. I asked him to help. And today, we do our chores together, we clean together, we do our laundry together, and we watch TV together. I'm blessed to have a husband who not only let me express my thoughts, but he then also took a step back and realized that he too was conditioned to never step foot in the kitchen unless it was to eat, and his duties were to go to work and provide. Nowadays, both men and women go to work, provide, and share the finances, so it's only fair that duties at home are also shared. But that kind of mentality doesn't just get adopted, it's learned. So Desi parents, teach your kids that responsibilities have no gender and watch your kids flourish in life and future relationships. On to number three, lack of affection. I used to cringe when I heard kids say, I love you too, mom, over the phone. Why aren't hugs and I love yous a thing in our culture? I've come to see that if a parent provides food, shelter, clothes, and education, that they see parents feel like they've done more than enough. They show love through their purchases, when most of us are longing for a simple hug. Ever seen a Daisy dad hug their son? Yeah, me neither. Which brings us to number four, controlling. Daisy people have a way of using guilt and manipulation to either get you to do something or not to do something. This is also called emotional blackmailing. I feel like Daisy parents live with this kind of paranoia that they focus on how to make sure we don't stray away from that perfect brown path and be stable at all times because they're terrified of what will happen when they get sick or old and then they develop this need to have us by their sides at all times. They see parents, they just don't get it. Not being able to go out and participate in other activities besides studying or even forcing us to stay home and not dorm because of what it might expose us to will only push us away even further. And not only that, because of that, we learn to operate as two different people. We're lying about where we're going. We don't tell them what we're thinking. And it just creates this huge barrier between the parent and the kid. So, if none of these daisy characteristics register in your brains as forms of abuse and you just think I'm crazy, what really happened is that you've accepted it as normal. But. I'm still going to offer all my listeners a little hope. Have you guys heard of neuroplasticity? Neuroplasticity is the ability for the brain to physically rewire itself by changing your mindset through practices such as meditation, gratitude, and acting selflessly, and so on. You can cause your brain to change physically and make more neural connections. 
So in times you're feeling that they see heat and you either want to lash out like I used to or want to curl back into a ball, I urge you to try these four things. Number one, recognize. Recognize what is abuse, to not think it is part of the culture. A culture is something to be proud of, not something you run, hide, or feel attacked by. You shouldn't feel like you have to walk on eggshells around your own roots or people you call family. Number two, prioritize. Make the decision today to put your mental health and well-being first. Your status, reputation, expectations, and income should never take precedence over your mental well-being. Number three, meditate. Go find a quiet room and spend some time with yourself. I'm a big overthinker, so one little scenario can turn into 20 different scenarios in my head. I really need to find a way to decompress and find some peace. Some ways that I did that was by getting an app called Headspace that really taught me how to meditate. And two, I've learned to journal. Writing out all the thoughts that I have running around in my head actually helped me feel better. And I'd urge you guys to also try these things out and see if it works for you too. And last but not least, number four, regenerate. Surround yourself by positive friends and family who will lift you up and give you sound advice. But warning, don't take advice from people who cannot take their own. Another thing you can do is give back to the community with your good energy. Sometimes brightening up another person's day will do the same for you. Now guys, I am humbly saying that I am not a licensed doctor in any shape, way, or form. So take my advice at your own discernment. Anything I refer to are based off my own experiences and what I've identified in other theses. Along with that, I want to say what solutions may have worked for me may not work for you. So definitely contact your doctor for accurate diagnosis and treatments. Bruises and bumps do cause traumatic injuries, but don't think for a second that spoken words cannot also be the cause for trauma. Mental abuse is real. If anyone is struggling, please call the Mental Awareness Hotline at 1-866-307-4181. We've chatted for a long time today, but before I go, I wanted to recommend a movie to you guys. If you love Hindi movies as much as I do, you're gonna love this one. It is called Dear Zindagi, and it is starring the love of my life, Shah Rukh Khan, and the gorgeous Ali Abhat, and it focuses on the topic of mental awareness and it is one of the most genuine movies I've ever watched. Well, that's all I've got for you today. I'll be back next week. Until then, come find me on Facebook and Instagram at Chai Chat with Mori for exclusive content and encouraging words always. Shukriya, Thunnabad, and thank you guys for listening. Bye!